Hey friends, you're listening to Go Home Baba, You're Drunk, an irreverent media podcast. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change, it's a podcast about seeking moral high ground, and it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, and if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. everybody this is go home bible you're drunk the podcast where a couple used to be evangelicals pull out their bibles and take a look at what they say and try to figure out why they say that i'm tori i was raised fundamentalist christian and wasn't allowed to attend school but i did read a lot of the bible instead which is basically the same thing so now i have a podcast about it cuz it's a little cathartic to laugh at all of the wild things that we were told to be very, very serious about. And I have a co-host. Yes. The, my name is Justin. I do also enjoy laughing at the Bible. And I was a evangelical, loved evangelicalism, and it, and it loved me. It loved me back until it suddenly did not. So I was a pastor for several years. And now, yeah, I'm, I am a man on the internet with internet friends, and we laugh at the Bible together. Uh, because we weren't allowed to and yep some of this shit's asking funny. asking all of the questions about all of the stories like why is god doing this he literally just said he wasn't going to do this god never changes his mind except when he does yeah a, a good good father would not just go around killing folk or maybe he would i mean if or you're maybe. the kind of person who thinks that patriarchy is cool like maybe that's what you do if you're a good dad Possibly. putin just saying Putin's a good good father I mean like they liked him that's true (laughs) briefly they were all in on the poot all in on the poot wagon and I don't know I was trying to I was trying to make that a thing and it's not it's yeah that's 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 pretty it's it's rough it's dark there are bad things happening and a lot of people who like bad things happening in the world and not here for that trying to bring some levity here but yeah Putin's an awful person and for Mm -hmm. some reason our evangelical friends love him, and we're gonna we're gonna dive into that today a little bit. Uh, I think we did promise last week in our introduction we did say like, oh, we're gonna dive into Russia and Ukraine, and then we kind of didn't probably because mm. it's it's a lot. I'm I'm a bad yeah no I'm I'm a, I'm a bad podcast host because I didn't actually listen to the episode. <laughs> oh, you're fine. You're fine. It surprised me too, because I remember thinking like, oh yeah, like we talked about that in the intro and then I listened to our podcast and I was like, like, yeah, we we only kind of briefly touched on it. I think we were just too mad at the whole um, Texas and Florida thing, which is, I feel like that's acceptable. Yeah, that's valid. Well, Pat Robertson has some things to say about Russia and Ukraine. Yeah. Pat Robertson came out of retirement. As he does. Yeah. 
or as my sister said, out of the grave. Uh, from to, the grave uh, he arose. <laughs> to talk about Russia and God and the end times and the rapture and mm-hmm. this man. I mean, I guess for people who don't know, Pat Robertson is like, well, the Washington Post referred to him as a Christian media mogul. Oh gosh. Like, wow. A mogul. <laughs> <laughs> but he had a he had a television show, a Christian television show called the 700 Club. It was on for over 50 years. I think it's still on. My mom watched it every single day. She actually arranged her schedule around what time it was on. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he's basically he's a he's a very uh he's he's just one of those like regular fear-mongering dudes like God sent Hurricane Katrina because gay people and voodoo or whatever. And um, that's like, that's kind of, that's kind of his stick, you know, like he was very, very concerned about terrorist attacks before 9-11. Specifically, he was talking about America being attacked by terrorists on September 10th, 2001. So then this makes the whole like prophecy piece like, oh, he's a prophet. Like, this is what he was, he was literally talking about this yesterday. And then it's like, you wake up and that's what is what has happened so anyway i think that he is a little high on his own supply mm-hmm. just saying he's very confident in himself and like willing to put his face out there still for some reason i can't figure out and say that you know god is telling putin to invade ukraine <laughs> because the rapture needs to happen because you know this is going to set up the end times and so you know god is is compelled vladimir putin to invade. as he does know, like, <laughs> he hardened he hardened vladimir's heart yes he hardened vladimir's heart we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna talk a lot about heart hardening today as well oh and you decided that yeah it's actually okay to bomb hospitals because i want your stuff but yeah wasn't this like russia's the whole like gog and magog thing anyway yeah right and yeah. and so there was there's a lot of there's a lot of people who try to parse out something that doesn't exist in those parts of scripture that aren't that aren't actually prophecy they're like talking about real things sometimes yeah i would think the the book of revelation was fulfilled uh, you know sometime <laughs> in the first century <laughs> no that part's over you guys yeah but yeah it's it's always trying to and i think you know i was born near the end of the cold war but i still have memories of you know russia being this you know big threat and i think a lot mm-hmm. of evangelicals you know, and Pat Robertson, I think, you know, definitely rose to prominence, you know, during the Cold War era. Yeah, and so, there, sure. you know, this, you know, that the, the God is going to do something with Russia. And yeah, it's this thing because this, this, you know, satanic state or this, you know, this atheist, whatever. Oh, right. Because it was the Soviet. Yeah, the, yeah, Soviet, the Soviet Union, Union. was like atheist. Yeah. And so that was obviously going to be one of the things that triggered revelation prophecy business before jesus came back i think i think i even remember reading like wave as far back as eisenhower you know as you know the cold war was shaping up in the you know post-world war ii era like that's when you know we started putting in god we trust on our money and you know one nation under god was put into the pledge of allegiance you know to like you know as a propaganda thing to make sure that to make Russia us, knows. Yeah, well, and to make us stand out as like the Christian America versus the atheist Russia. Right. And so like, even though we, you know, it's just window dressing, let's be honest, but. So, I don't know, yeah, Jesus might have had slaves. Jesus might have had slaves. You never know. Like, I mean, they're Jesus. You don't know. That dude was definitely a capitalist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, 
but yeah so i mean but pat robertson like you know he said you know i guarantee you know yeah that washington post article was talking about you know he back in 1982 like he's saying you know that you know god is going to bring judgment on the world and you know so he's he's had these you know predictions many times you know god's going to end the world and well I, actually i was born in 1982 so maybe i am like the antichrist that pat robertson was talking you know about. there's a very small chance of that 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 could be the case that is true so the world has ended folks and i am the harbinger (laughs) well that would make a lot of sense for for anybody who actually believes who still believes in like the rapture as part of like their Mm. theology they would absolutely be like oh yeah the antichrist like he would have an anti-bible podcast oh yeah totally (laughs) he would be a leftist atheist podcaster (laughs) you know partnering it says so in the bible yeah partnering with people from godless portland so, <laughs> that anarchist trying, free state we're trying to we're trying to attack god so far it's not going well no this is not so yeah and so he does that i it's what i think is the the dangerous thing to me and the sad thing to me is i think with this trying to you know find biblical prophecy and everything it almost trivializes very real Mm-hmm. human tragedy you know i mean right now i think you know 1500 or 2000 ukrainians have lost their lives you know twice or three times that russian soldiers have lost their lives in this blunder clusterfuck yeah. of a war like yeah the more truly. i the more i read about it the more i'm like who's just like throwing children at right. the ukrainians hoping that they'll say boo that's, right and that's you know truly awful and so it almost trivializes it like god's Uh moving putin's heart to attack these people and it doesn't make any sense because it doesn't make sense because god's making him do it and it's like like this is this is a real human tragedy here and you know they do the same thing with israel like israel Mm, all the time is you know is doing war crimes just as much as russia is you know but it's you know oh whatever you know god god we need an israel here to to fulfill biblical prophecy and you can't have someone running your foreign policy that's running it through biblical prophecy well you can't we do we have the you can't have i should say you cannot have good foreign policy (laughs) no no you cannot through the lens of biblical prophecy you can't have good domestic prophecy either i mean you would you would be policy you would be better off running running your foreign policy through the lens of like MDMA, honestly. Right. Like not Truly. the book of Revelation. Yes. <laughs> Don't do that. That's a bridge too far. Yeah. So you can't and and that and again, this is like this, these are real people's lives, right. you know, that are right. that are being screwed over. And you know, and we could just go down honestly the list of various nations that our country has fucked. And probably some bozo listening to pat robertson is in the decision tree there somewhere and that's where i'm like you know i can laugh at pat robertson because i think it's ridiculous but i'm also like i still feel like this whole biblical prophecy thing is getting people killed getting yeah absolutely getting people killed which is wild like that's not that's not what that's there for you guys like if it's god's plan god god can do it himself he's a big boy just chill (laughs) And like even the obsession with knowing, because right, that's like also the, the Bible yeah. itself says like you're not going to know. Not even Jesus knows. But you know, I they feel like there's an exception to that. Like they feel like they can know, and I'm not sure what that precisely is about. But I mean, they're very into this, like trying to 
they're trying to be like fortune tellers essentially and trying to like parse the bible to find some like secret piece of information that's gonna like i don't know it's a whole mess and yeah people are dying so uh not not here literally not here for any of that it's like nostradamus nostradamus maybe he was a real great prophet but his prophecies are useless because no one knows what they mean until after the after they happen, happen. <laughs> you know like oh he prophesied that towers would fall in flame and yeah like yeah, oh yeah. wow september 11th you know like it's always okay. after the fact like well that would have been useful <laughs> before oh man yeah you know and like even most recently like in october yeah the same article october 2020 pat robertson said that donald trump would win the presidential election and then an asteroid would destroy earth afterwards like you know what i would have taken that option i suppose so <laughs> you know i'm sorry but like i'm sorry the insane thing is though like people listen to that and then now that you know you'll see them interview you know the daily show interview people at trump rallies and like oh yeah trump's the president like right Biden's right not the real president yeah it's just a state that's a lie from the media it's actually trump in a biden mask i don't know if you know yeah. this oh yeah I've heard this one you know. but biden is to blame for the gas prices still <laughs> like make it make sense oh but then it wouldn't be as fun or that's as deadly <laughs> also true but yeah i grew up with so much pat robertson and it is that that man he's just he's he's an egomaniac like that's really all it comes down to like he just he thinks that he hears directly from god and then gets to get on tv and tell everybody what god said even though god is like the preponderance of the time that god has said something to pat robertson he has been wrong which you would think at some point but they don't have any shame like they don't have any sense of shame or like need they don't need to feel they don't feel like they need any kind of accountability to anybody it's just yeah. like it's me and god god tells me to do the thing then i get to do it and sometimes the thing is like voting for someone who is not competent and also a rapist because the lord works in mysterious ways apparently yeah i mean they yeah about donald trump they were saying like this is our cyrus which cyrus was you know the you know persian king that you know deliver israel or you know allow israel to settle to go back to, to go back to the, the homeland yes and so like oh donald trump is this pagan king that's gonna deliver us into the promised land or something which is europe which means go back to where you came from i'm just saying europe is your promised land you can leave now. yeah yeah <laughs> that was the land that god gave you it's in your bible somewhere you told me this there's, oh my gosh, there's so much like biblical prophecy nonsense. And it's just, it, I mean, it's really, it's, it's a grift at the end of the day. It just sucks that like people die because of it. Yeah. And, and that's, and then people, you know, take it seriously and give their money and their time and their energy to uh -huh. figuring it out. And oh my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. Like my parents, my parents have given tens of thousands of dollars. I promise just to this man, like tens of thousands of dollars to this man. That, that money is preserving him quite well. <laughs> I know. <laughs> He is, he, yeah. I mean, he's 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 getting up there, getting up there. He looks very fragile, but he's yeah. still angry all of the time. Somehow he retains his anger. I feel I always I always joke about this, like with my with my mom and then with Donald Trump. But I'm like, I swear these people are microdosing formaldehyde and they're just gonna live for fucking ever. 
<laughs> They're just never going to die. <laughs> it's so well preserved. Yep. I hate it. Thanks. That's all. So, so Gog and Magog are invading Ukraine and Pat Robertson's getting wealthy off of it. So, yeah, so, I hate it. F these guys. We're in the, we're in the wrong business. We need to get people killed and become billionaires. Yeah. So let's just make random predictions and okay. ask for- and tell people to give, give us your money. Send yep. us your credit card numbers and yep. your tax returns. Yeah. And give us 10% of your income. No, please don't yes. do that. Buy your food. Uh, for well, I mean, if you, yeah, if you just have it to give away, I guess, but like, otherwise, yeah, buy food. Don't. I feel like we're a good cause. <laughs> but not like a go hungry cause. But by any stretch yeah. don't go hungry for us please <laughs> that See, that's the thing like we start asking for money and then we're like wait, wait are you no. are you taking care of let's no like if you're if you're comfortable then like yeah you can just throw us a few bucks that would yeah. be very cool and if you're yeah. not don't worry about it stars are free which segues into our break for capitalism <laughs> oh nicely. yeah Yay, capitalism. Gonna do some ads for LinkedIn because <laughs> that's who's been hitting us up lately. Yeah. I well, I I, I had on it supplements last week. So really? Oh yeah. god. So, oh dear. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> we're but... well, we're gonna see how the Holy Spirit guides the uh yeah. advertisers. That's right. <laughs> this week. The ads that you're going to get in a moment are from the Lord. Came directly. <laughs> directly from <laughs> our Lord and Savior, the algorithm. <laughs> So. All right, we'll be back. Okay. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change, it's a podcast about seeking moral high ground, and it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, And if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. All right. Hey, we're back. I hope that those God-ordained ads were just what you needed. Mm -hmm. Actually, I don't hope they were. I know they were. They had to have been. Yeah, clearly. from the Lord. Yep, from the Lord. Speaking of from the Lord, we did have a, a new deacon joining oh, our Oh, hell yeah. Uh, this is exciting. Uh, so this is Brandy. So thank you so much, Brandy, for your support and for pitching in a few dollars a month uh, to help us out and get uh, ad-free episodes and whatnot. Uh, so really appreciate it. So thank you very much, Brandy. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about the 10 plagues of Egypt or the 10 plagues of Moses, the, the 10 <laughs> plagues, the 10 plagues that egypt got um and you know it's called a couple of different things i think that the drinking game would be every time god goes about getting what he wants in the most like roundabout rube goldberg way i go ahead and take a drink you know yep. i feel like there, there was a very simple way to accomplish the task at hand which was delivering the israelites and we got 10 plagues somehow he's gonna make it as messy as possible just because as messy and chaotic because as we said that god is you know the bible is chaotic evil i'm kind of more on a chaotic neutral thing but you know certainly chaotic definitely uh -huh. not good not good not good definitely chaotic 
So, so yeah, uh, Tori, do yeah. you want to maybe jump in and just tell the people about the 10 plagues of Egypt? Welcome through the story if they're not aware already. Yeah, absolutely. There's so, there's so many, there's so many plagues. So basically what, what, what the Bible says is that Joseph's whole family like moved down to Egypt and then they had lots and lots of babies. This is, this is Technicolor like, Dreamcoat Joseph. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's true. So then the king, the Pharaoh, whomever was like, there's too many of these Jewish folks here. I think we need to do, do some slavery. So just as you do for, when there's just too many, <laughs> when there's folks. too many, you just are like, well, we can't, this isn't going to work. We need slaves. Let's just mm. do this. This is convenient. Unlike the transatlantic slave trade, which is very inconvenient. Which is another very Rube Goldberg <laughs> way of doing something. Doing a thing. Like, why? Why? Anyway, yeah, there's no archaeological record of this, at least one that is yet to be found, but whatever. So for 430 years, I believe, was the amount of the amount of time that the children of Israel were enslaved in Egypt. And uh, they basically were in charge of making bricks per per the story. Anyway. God one day just like you know what I'm sick of this shit God remembered them (laughs) absentee dad I'm just saying like every once in a while it comes back it's like oh fuck I have some other kids somewhere yeah I should probably go check on that I was doing some Norse mythology for a minute gotta go back down south oh my god my Israelite kids So, so God like shows up to Moses in a in a burning bush that is not actually uh, being burnt. It's just on fire. And he's like, yo, I see that you were very busy not doing anything with these sheep. Can you please go back to Egypt where Moses was born and go get, go get those people for me. And Moses is a little, you know, he's a little skeptical at first because he's like, I'm not a very good speaker. And also I killed someone. So I'm on, I'm on like the most wanted Egypt's most wanted list right now. And God's like, yeah, you know what? We'll figure it. We'll figure it out. Don't worry. Let's do this. So essentially Moses collects his older brother, Aaron, and the two of them go and they are like, we need to talk to Pharaoh. We're not here for this slavery shit, which valid. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I, um, I can get behind this part of the story. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Like Moses is the only one doing the work here. Once again, like oldest child doing all of the work because God cannot get his shit together. So God comes up with this completely clusterfuck plan to get the Hebrew people out of Egypt. (laughs) Does anyone know why this happened? Like, no, it's, this is just like, if you, okay. So, okay. Justin. Yes. Okay. So you need to go and you need to pick up your kid. Okay. okay. What is the what is the shortest way to do that? You just get in your car, and go car, go grab your kid, and I go come back. there and I come home. Yes. Right. Like this is not this is not complicated. Mm-hmm. Ostensibly. Especially, I I am physically powerful enough to do this. Right. <laughs> like, I I don't need to I don't need to like display to someone that I am capable of doing this. I I certainly don't need to hurt someone on my way to doing this. Well, you I need to just, do some magic tricks. You know, especially on your way. I mean. Honestly, if I had forgotten my kid, you know, which occasionally happens, you know, like, oh, shoot, I was supposed to pick her up at three and it's like 2.59 and I have to like fly like a bat out of hell to get to school. I I don't go the roundabout way for sure. I certainly wouldn't wait 430 years. 
you're like, also, I need to bring a plague because this is your fault that I forgot, yeah. not mine. Yeah. So I will no. inflict your principal with a plague. Like yeah, totally. No you just, yeah. you just, you, I don't know. You could buy some crickets or some cockroaches, just like let them loose in the, in the office. Your kid's just going to like, I would go to prison. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Like, okay, dad. Um, I appreciate that you're releasing cockroaches <laughs> in the school, but you came here to pick me up. Can you like, just do that? No, no, no. Wait. wait. This is their responsibility. The fact I, that I am late, not my fault. I have to display my power. Oh God. So anyway, this is turn how all the water red. <laughs> so this is how God decides to like solve his his problem. Moses' yeah. problem. Whose problem actually is this? I'm not sure. But yeah, God's feeling a little insecure. He wants to like show off a bit, which mm -hmm. I suppose that's, you know, toxic masculinity. That's a thing. So Aaron and Moses go to Pharaoh and they're like, look, we would like to leave. We would like to go worship our God. And mm -hmm. we can't do that here because this is wrong dirt or something. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> our God's not allowed on your soil. <laughs> that makes me so happy. I'm, I'm sorry. That is so fucking funny. So God is, God's also prepping them like, Hey, Pharaoh's going to ask you to like prove yourself to prove that you're actually for me. So here's some, here's some magic tricks that you can do. And so they decide to like do some tricks. And the first one is that they turned all of the water in Egypt into blood. Oh, they did some other smaller tricks. Oh, they did some other smaller tricks. That's true. That's yeah, true. There were a couple of small ones. There were a couple of like little tiffs. Yeah, throwing a snake on the or throwing a staff on the ground, it becomes a snake. Snake, yeah. Which yeah. I was told was like a thing, a real thing that like like Egyptians literally carried around actual snakes mm -hmm. as staffs. Which I mean, that's pretty badass. I, yeah, I, I mean, the poor snake though. Like that's true. I mean, like, I, don't you have other hope, things to do? I hope they're well fed at least, taken <laughs> care of. Yeah, it, it's just like okay, like so here's the magic trick and you know i've i've seen evangelicals kind of like tie you know each one of these plagues to an egyptian god you know like it was but there know. are also 430 egyptian gods ergo yeah that is fairly easy yeah it, you could pretty much do anything and it would correlate yeah to it an would, egyptian right god. exactly exactly <laughs> like you're you're a little limited here in, in scope so yeah sure we're gonna turn all the water into blood and kill all the fish totally normal thing for a not messed up person to do a bit I guess. samson of god to do <laughs> seriously samson was god's kid not jesus yeah man for sure and you know then yeah the water turns to blood and it, it, before this happens though i think let's back up for a second because god kind of preps aaron and moses like okay you're gonna ask pharaoh and pharaoh is gonna say no because I have hardened his heart. This was like God's in, like in on the joke. Like, hey, who's going to say no? That's because I've made it incapable for him to say yes. <laughs> Just totally like, like, like free will, guys. That's how this works. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, if this is how God works, I suppose Pat Robertson has a point uh, that <laughs> that Vladimir that is Putin a dick. has no control over himself and invaded <laughs> Ukraine because God made him. And, Oh, you know, no. Calvinist theobros, I mean, they're assholes, and I think they're wrong, but they do take the Bible seriously. They do take the Bible very, quite seriously, yes, that is true. So, so yeah, so God is, like, playing both sides of this equation. Mm -hmm. Like, 
I'm honestly almost like he's itching to just prank the Egyptians. Like you know, yeah. maybe Pharaoh probably would have said yes right away, but no, 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 no. Well, we can't have that. Can't have that. How would I display my power? We got to put um, on a show. Got to put We're on. Gonna the make show. this a really a really bloody, stinky, diseasey circus yeah. for everybody, and then so, I'll leave. So so God sprays the blood and the stink everywhere, and. <laughs> Does does Pharaoh give up after this river of blood? Can he? He doesn't have free will at this point. I don't think he does, no. I think maybe after the third or fourth plague that Pharaoh does harden his own heart, but I'd be pissed too. Like Right. I'm like after a certain point, you're like, bud, come on. Like we could have we could have we could have worked something out. So I do have to say though, one of the scientific explanations for the water turning into blood is like this, uh, like a massive red algae bloom that would make, yeah. would have made the water toxic. Yeah. All the fish would have died. Wouldn't have been drinkable. Things that could have happened. Then frogs would have leapt out of the water. You know, yeah, that, they're that's like, the Egypt, Egyptians worship frogs and blood. Yeah, <laughs> like so what? plague of frogs, you know. There was a, there is an Egyptian God that has a frog's head. I forget what the name of that God is, but there is a, there is a frog God in Egypt. It's, it's um, Kermit. Kermit. <laughs> Kermet. Kermet. That's how you pronounce it. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so. If, if that is true, like there's probably some evangelical manifesto about how Kermit is the Antichrist. <laughs> Because he's from Egypt. Yeah. <sighs> uh, oh my so, gosh. so then you know, yeah. So all the frogs die, and then you know, there's lice and there's gnats. Like that's the next plague, and you know, like it just kind of keeps happening. Then it's, you know, wild animals or flies. Wild animals or flies. And slash or flies. Well, to see the flies came up because now there's all this dead stuff. Yeah. So like right? I mean, these these make sense, and then you know, and then the next plague is the livestock dies because you know pestilence and whatnot all the all the water is full of like disease because all the dead things are decomposing yeah yeah in the nile so there is a certain amount of logic at least you know and then like the boils like i i mean if you're drinking that water i imagine that's not good for your skin things could go very horribly wrong oh but i have to say like god kills the livestock between the flies between the flies and the boils like and i think that that matters because then he at the end kills the livestock again <laughs> kills the firstborn of all the livestock so yeah. Yeah. he does this twice just so just so everybody is keeping score so yeah all the all the livestock is dead and then the livestock dies again yeah so you know and then honestly this algae bloom or i've even heard like a volcano like with a bunch of like soot you know or like red mm, sand or something mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. like this is kind of making a certain amount of sense but then we have like thunderstorms of hail and fire and an algae bloom would not that's true do a hailstorm a volcano though would a volcano would for sure so I, you know i'm i'm not against the idea that this was a somewhat real event that got mythologized at some point and you know as the israelites did they kind of piggybacked off of a mythology and we saw you know this that's what noah's ark is piggybacking off of mythology you know the creation story is piggybacking off of mythologies so you know this could have been a real event and they just kind of said well our god did it i mean you have to you have to like there's not really any you don't have like a bible so much like the egyptians wrote stuff down but i don't think they were they weren't really writing like hebrew scriptures they were more like keeping track of uh commodities things that were coming and going so yeah you have to have like a narrative that people are going to remember 
if you yeah. want people to like worship your God or be afraid of you because your God is big and powerful and will beat them up, yeah. which is, you know, if you're a smaller group of people, that's a, that's a good thing to have. Like, yeah, God is, God's looking out for us. So you should probably not fuck with us because we will kill you or he'll kill you yeah. or he'll make you kill yourself. One of those will happen for yeah. sure. <laughs> a nomadic tribe coming out of the wilderness with the story that like our god fucked up the egyptians so don't like that's some, that's some pretty badass shit yeah like that's um, a badass story and yeah people were afraid and of people, them because people of this. would be like yeah no i don't think i want to mess with that <laughs> yeah, not gonna sorry that's yeah you can have this city right <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely oh but still it's just like like we were taught that this was a literal thing that happened yes in this order in this yeah definitely by god because god decided that pharaoh shouldn't have agency anymore it was like if you were gonna kill the guys you could have just killed them but it's it's like this very dramatic thing right that god has to make this big show of look i have all this power which honestly like that seems kind of reflective of a lot of evangelical culture that's like if you have power you got to show it off yeah, you got to so. show that power off, you know, and yeah, like I, it, it's, it's interesting. Like I keep going back to this, you know, the, the Russia Ukraine conflict, but it, you know, in the lead up to it, you know, the president Zelensky is like begging Vladimir Putin to not come into the country. Like, please don't do this, you know, and conservative commentators in this country, evangelical commentators in this country were making fun of him for being weak and asking for someone to not do a war to his country to me that just very much shows the character of evangelicals like there's diplomacy doesn't exist right talking Mm -hmm. doesn't no like we don't do that no we don't do that we project power and strength Mm -hmm. at at all costs and in that way they're behaving just like they're god Mm -hmm. yeah Um, like i mean if you're if you're reading this literally then yeah they that's that's how they show up in the world and i mean not not just like showing up in the world like that is how that is how they think the world should be ordered which is very stressful for me but anyway (laughs) i just like if you think about it like the pandemic obviously has been completely horrific and so many people have died still kind of glad we didn't get the 10 plagues for sure i would i would take COVID again over boils and locusts and Blood Our water. children dying, like yeah. yeah, like oh, okay, it's just dark <laughs> for like yeah. months at a time. Yeah. Oh dear, this is this is not good. But yeah, so God is just like really trying to flex for some kind of reason. Yeah. So you know, it was dark for three days. And that, that, I mean, I guess it lines up with the volcano too, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, there we go. This is just like a really shitty week <laughs> for yeah. Egypt. Like everything, everything that could go wrong absolutely went wrong mm-hmm. oh but see here's again like the the volcano theory like with the locusts like volcanoes mess up the ecosystem right so there's certain pests that now have no predators i'm just saying why are we why are we arguing that this should actually happen i don't know like it's <laughs> it's more of just like a like it, it's it's more of just like an f- interesting thing to think about i'm almost yeah. thinking of it from the angle of like what is the origin of this story uh, mm-hmm. not that like you know because I, I i i don't sorry i don't believe that moses stood before the pharaoh and made this stuff happen so i'm like okay where did this story come from like did they just pull it out of their ass or is there like an, an account that was like oh wow like 
there's some shit that happened yeah plagues and blood water and everything and Mm so so i it's i'm more thinking of it from a a origin of the story angle not as a yeah let's justify the bible and make it yeah that's true and i mean like the other piece of that too is like they they didn't have a scientific explanation for why like a volcano or like a red algae bloom would completely fuck their shit up like they may have known that that was a thing that happened but they wouldn't have known why it would have just been like god is cursing us clearly especially that's the explanation a volcano can i remember the volcano that erupted in iceland fucked up air travel in europe for days (laughs) <laughs> uh-huh. so like you know and, and a volcano blows up in the middle of the mediterranean ocean like you don't you didn't see it you didn't hear it you didn't feel it all of a sudden right like right it's raining acid ash. and ass <laughs> yeah. As, ashes yeah not raining ass <laughs> that would be weird um, i mean it did yeah. kind of but they were already on the ground and then yeah. they died <laughs> um so yeah it's it, that's it, it's fun to speculate about but we just don't know so start for three days and you know that's a real bummer and you know moses keeps going back to pharaoh and either pharaoh hardens his heart or god hardens pharaoh's heart it kind of goes back and forth excuse me excuse me we need to talk sir are you busy do you have a minute to talk about how god's gonna fuck your shit up again (laughs) because they keep showing up which is very ballsy yeah they keep showing up crazy to show up to the king pharaoh keeps them alive for whatever reason yeah, that like that seems very weird. It was just like it's two little guys with with staffs that turn into snakes sometimes. Like you'd think that they wouldn't be allowed to just march in. Be like, listen, bitch. Yeah. This is what's next. Aren't you wanted for murder? We should arrest and imprison you. Like, is there anything that we can do with these guys? No, no. Okay. All Nothing. right. Well, back. See what plague they bring us again tomorrow. <laughs> oh gosh okay so the one thing that like like the plague of darkness like yeah that could that could be a volcano thing the plague of the firstborn dying which like i always had so many questions about as a firstborn child i was very confused about why god this was like this was like god's business for some reason but it doesn't like it says the angel of death in a lot of versions of the bible which who was that i would like like who who was that guy yeah like I, I remember i don't i mean i don't know if you got into this but like trying to you know as a as a kid because you know you're not allowed to get into like really actually cool stuff so i got into like angelology and like demonology what does this mean like yeah. who is this angel of death and i mean there's a lot of like honestly speculation and made up stuff but it, it's yeah we're not we don't know and like yeah god's got a death angel just god was taking credit for it right like god took credit for all of the firstborn dying which again this is like the (laughs) this is like the longest trip to pick up your kid from school ever it's like Mm -hmm. you're killing kids you're like screaming at the teacher (laughs) doing all kinds of shit and it's just like you were you were gonna do the thing anyway like just do the thing there's no reason to to make it this whole this whole big production but i mean i guess i don't i don't know god likes to show off sometimes when he kills people and, th- and this is also like you know i'm not going to touch on it too much because again i'm you know i'm not jewish but you know this is also in this chapter this is chapter 11 or 12 of exodus you know is kind of the origin story of the passover feast um mm-hmm. you know describes a lot of those traditions you know because the story goes that the angel of death was going through egypt and you know if you flashed blood on your doorpost 
then your firstborn son will be saved and you know and we will be delivered out of egypt you know this will be the thing that does it and and so you know there's this festival that kind of grows up around that and that's you know that's nice you know it's a nice origin story for this festival i guess but yeah like it's definitely god doing it like whereas like in job you know god doesn't do anything bad necessarily he just kind of sits there he kind of just sits there and like lucifer the accuser does it you know Mm -hmm. this is you know god taking a very active role in killing a bunch of people over the course of months you know and i think you know it was explained to me in you know evangelical circles that you know this was both punishment for egypt for their wickedness as well as like to show the israelites you know how powerful god was yeah yeah and it's like okay well what did egypt do i mean so they enslaved these people but like that wasn't a unique institution to egypt per se the israelites also enslaved people so like wasn't right used this story specifically as propaganda to enslave people to enslave folk so yeah so it wasn't you know so it wasn't like the institution of slavery was necessarily frowned upon at all in the bible but i like this though i like i like saying like yeah at some point god's gonna bring a bunch of plagues to the to the states yeah i like that argument i'll go with that uh, that is nice and it won't be because you know it wasn't because the egyptians were gay it was because (laughs) the egyptians were economically exploitive and tyrannical i guess so they so they get they get what they want you know the firstborn dies and yeah and again the firstborn of everybody you know from all the way from pharaoh to the lowest slave to the lowest cattle as if the cattle had suffered enough already (laughs) it's like but the cattle were the cattle died already god's like we're just leaving the firstborn alive and i'll just take those later we're just like the whole firstborn thing is really interesting right because that is that then becomes a pattern that repeats in the old testament of like the firstborn child and like the firstborn i don't know of your animals like your flocks like those are Mm -hmm. all things that get like devoted to god essentially which evangelicals never took that one on for some reason no but you know what i mean whatever it's like they're the way that they use this is very different than the way that jewish people engage with it for sure which makes sense because it's like you're you're colonizers (laughs) what do you expect (laughs) this isn't your book but i don't know i'm still i have like i've had a lot of questions i remember when i remember one year we were doing passover at my my parents were doing passover at our house because we're we're not jewish you guys i mean there could be some jewish folks back there somewhere but like we don't know and we're not so we're not culturally jewish either way we had no business doing passover yeah <laughs> by ourselves in order to worship as like as, as a way to worship jesus like that's no but yeah my 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 little brother i remember he was like is victoria going to die <laughs> and my mom started laughing because she doesn't care about that shit but she was like no no that's not what's happening i'm like that's something you would need to explain to kids like if you're taking this literally if you're taking this literally like you do need to explain to children that like no your oldest sibling is not going to die (laughs) apparently that was not on her radar either so yeah and and, yeah and the christian symbolism is that like Oh, well, they had to put it in the doorpost and that's the shape of a cross. Look at that, you know, biblical prophecy. Or posts are the shape of a cross? Well, because like you do like a, you know, a little bit on the top and on the sides and, you know, I mean, you can make anything into a cross. Like that's, that's, need, that is a very dots. good point. That is um, a very good point. <laughs> you can make anything to a cross. Well, that never occurred to me. That is funny as fuck. 
yeah so yeah i've had that one you know like oh look it was a cross that they were you know you know because the blood of the lamb makes forgiveness of sins or whatever and so yeah i they weren't they weren't the ones sinning in this story no they weren't yeah and that's that is the very i think that's what makes it so i think psychologically wrought yeah is that like seriously there is an angel gonna come through this town and just murder folk and this angel doesn't matter doesn't matter what you did doesn't matter what you did doesn't matter it doesn't even know it doesn't care who you are like you could yeah. be Moses and yep. this angel is going to kill you if you don't have the blood on the door. You know, it's just like some like role of sadistic, like Krampus, like <laughs> Santa Claus shit. Yeah. So it's just like, it, it's a very, it's a very different view, I think, of God than what, you know, develops later in the New Testament and, you know, how it's the concept of God has evolved over time. Yeah, It, it absolutely. is a very like, you know, God's a killer. But this is like, again, this is why like the way that they use the, the way that evangelicals use the Bible is so messed up. Like it's, it's not okay because this is like, again, like this is abusive. If you're telling kids like, oh yeah, God kills like the firstborn child of like every household and like never stop to explain like, oh, that's not a thing that happens every single year. <laughs> like that, that's not, that's not okay. Like that's, that's like psychological abuse. Yeah. And when you're the firstborn, you're like, uh excuse me no you know what you know what i did this is like the most this is the most tory fucking thing of all time but i was like okay so i'm like i'm like i'm eight so that means that this has happened at least seven times before and i didn't die so i know that i'm not gonna die (laughs) but my brother apparently didn't didn't do the math so like it happens every year i know this i'm eight years old so if i was gonna die i think it would have happened already it would have happened by now yeah yeah, and that's that's the danger, I think, you know, because there are cultural traditions that have grown up around the Jewish faith that do explain a lot of these things and do, you know, provide yeah, meaning and, and value like, to that community. They make um, it redemptive, yeah. right? Like, that's the thing, like, Jewish people manage to make these stories all, like, beautifully redemptive, right? Yeah. Or they wrestle with the places that they, that, that yeah. can't be done. Yeah. And evangelicals do not do that. It yeah. is just, it is just a weapon. Yeah. And, and it's genuine wrestling too. It's, you know, wrestling with these difficult concepts, you know, like the Mm -hmm. the binding of Isaac is, is Mm -hmm. like, you know, it's, it's viewed almost as, you know, the Jewish people I've talked to is viewed almost like as a stumbling block as something that we, we do wrestle with and we do question and we do have different interpretations of it. And that there's a beauty in that when, Mm -hmm. yeah, evangelicals and, and, you know, I would see even American Christians even like, and view it as this like flat document you know, all of it's true, all of it's 100% valid when all of it's, all of it's saying the exact same thing, even though it obviously is not right. The God of the 12 plagues or not 12 plagues, <laughs> whatever, the, <laughs> 10 plagues, whatever the plagues like, are, however many plagues there were 10, there's 10 of them is, is not the same character. Right. That we see later. And certainly not the same character. Once Jesus gets on the scene, it, it's, and so it just becomes this like comical thing and yeah it becomes mm-hmm. weaponized and then yeah then your foreign policy is based on like well god manipulates world leaders and so if they do shit like we just need to let them do it because biblical prophecy and like the trickle down effect there is is deadly and conveniently lets you off the hook yeah for having to do yeah. anything totally you know? it's like well, well god did it either like either god did it or like god did it therefore i can do it both of those i think are not acceptable positions to take on someone else's holy book no offense but like it's not yours it's like especially yeah like i think especially weaponizing something that you stole like 
fuck that shit. That's that's my official position. Yeah, weaponizing <laughs> something you stole. Fucked up. Not here for that. But I mean, yeah, God, God is God. God is a character, and he just he really gets in his feelings sometimes. And I I find it like when you have to real when you have to deal with that as like a literal thing that happened, it's pretty fucking funny to think yeah. about. Yeah, because he's he's just like, oh well, Pharaoh's heart's hardened. Uh, boils. <laughs> right? Everyone has boils now. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Like, oh, oh, you didn't? Well, I'm going to kill your cattle. And then I'm going <laughs> to raise them from the dead and kill the firstborn. <laughs> like, that'll show them. That'll show them. The last nine things didn't do the trick. Oh, we had gnats. Maybe locusts will work now, you know, like, <laughs> or flies or whatever. Like, yeah, it's wow. just like, and, the, and again, if you're God and you know the thing that's going to, and you've set it up, and you know the thing that's going to change everybody's mind is this, you know, firstborn thing. Why do you make everybody suffer? Why did you? Yeah, and and that's the thing too. Like Tori, you and I are not immortal beings, but we understand that when nations are run, it's typically the wealthy and powerful that are doing the fucking people over stuff, mm-hmm. and normal folk are just like trying to get by. Trying to get by. Yeah. So, like, all of these plagues are very much like hurting normal folk. Fair, right. obviously, Pharaoh wasn't hurting at all. Right. Yeah, he was, he was fine. He was fine. So, like, God is not very smart. <laughs> like, they're just hurting all the wrong people. Like, yeah. And yeah. then, like, oh, the tenth time. Oh, if I go after the Pharaoh, then the people like let go. Like, it's very yeah. It's like this very kind of scattershot approach and like from that perspective like pharaoh's heart being hard like that makes sense like pharaoh's already indifferent to people suffering right like like if if you were raised in like that um, like with that amount of wealth like you are detached from reality completely like you don't understand like even if you're in it right you just don't comprehend what people are going through and there's like there's data on this like we have we have like neuroscience now which they didn't have at the time but like like that that's like that's valid like there's a certain point at which wealth like kind of cuts you off from your own empathy mm-hmm. and so yeah like god god like sticking it to like working class egyptians doesn't isn't gonna do anything We're like that's not gonna prove anything to pharaoh because he already like that that's just like yeah people people die people get fucked over like this is this is life right mm-hmm. it's like, it doesn't happen to me but all these other motherfuckers you never know yeah so like, it's he, yeah he it's have, like he it's, might have been oblivious to most of these plagues right i mean truly like truly yeah. he might not have had to deal with much of any of this he paid people for that or he he owned people for that i'm not sure yeah. which one it was yeah probably a little bit of both probably, yeah. um, kind of on that topic like like i remember reading about a study where they had people play monopoly like one player basically got like 400 dollars every time they passed go and another okay. player only got like a hundred or maybe not anything. Like they gave one player like basically math almost it was almost mathematically impossible for them to lose advantages. And one player was disadvantaged to the point where it's like there was no way to catch up. There's really unless no you way got to catch lucky. Up, unless you got lucky. And yeah. they would interview people afterwards. And this is like one game of Monopoly. Like this is not over a lifetime. And most of the people that had all the advantages, even though they knew they had advantages going in when they would talk about the game, they would start attributing their win to their skill at the game. And it's just like, like, <laughs> like human beings, yes. we are not, we are not like 
we're not good people. Like, <laughs> you got to work so hard to be good. Cause it's like, yeah, like just people off the street, you know, given this, you know, and it was like, tip, that was the tip. That was the trend was mm-hmm. that most of the people that won, you know, attributed it to their, you know, I'm just good at this game. Like, you know, I'm, I'm good. Who at was it. good? Who was good at Monopoly? Like I have, like, if you're good at Monopoly, please like at us, because I would like to know what that even means. If you have ever finished a game of Monopoly. <laughs> No, I don't want to hear from you. Like everybody's finished one at least once. And if you are really good at Monopoly, like what does does that that mean? Is like are we just we're just basically talking about dice at this point? Like it's just all (laughs) chance. Yeah. So yeah, Pharaoh. All this to say, Pharaoh. Yeah. First, if you know, if this really happened, Pharaoh was completely oblivious to the suffering of these people until his firstborn son died. Which could have been because he married his sister. That's 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 how they like to do things in uh, the Egyptian dynasties, unfortunately. You got to keep that in the family. Real like that. Yeah, your your family tree is a straight line. Oh, yikes. Sorry about your kid. Like he was he wasn't going to make it anyway. He wasn't he wasn't doing so hot. He looked just like all of his other family members. <laughs> There's no branching off here. There's no branching off here. That's so. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. so funny. So, yeah. So this is a messed up story. Anything yeah when when taken when taken literally it is pretty messed up god is just the messy bitch who loves drama i don't know what to say like that's Mm -hmm. just once again proves the point that's just how god rolls which when you don't believe it is pretty fucking funny as a character like it's pretty hysterical yeah this is definitely like watching real housewives of oh this is oh this is a train wreck okay i'm gonna i'm gonna watch this whole thing right now yeah I think I think the most biblical show to come out was Tiger King. Like this is train wreck. Oh my god! Like, oh my god, that is so funny. Yeah, it's like oh, I can't look away, so I guess I may as well enjoy myself while I'm yeah. watching this shit. Somebody needs to. Somebody needs to. What I've decided is somebody needs to take our angle on the Bible and then like make a movie or a TV show with God cast as a character, but like like. Like you said, like a flat reading of all this stuff. So all this stuff is literally happening, but God is like losing his shit and trying to just justify all these things that he's doing, right? Because he's he's actually a character that's like involved with like everybody else, not just yeah. this dude like up in space or whatever. Yeah. That would be really funny. I I would watch I, that. I would watch that for <laughs> sure. Like God's just losing his shit every single week. I'm yeah, like, yeah, I, I I'm think- into that. Yeah, God's a messy bitch. Like we have this <laughs> show title and everything. Like, yep, it's true. So cool. I mean, we're just churning out ideas every podcast for folks. Truly, for yeah. free. For free. You didn't even have to pay for this. Yeah. So who who would you cast in this series as as God? As yeah, let's start with God maybe, and then we can go through some of the other characters. So who would I cast as God? Ooh, this is man. That is that's a doozy. That's really rough. I have to think about this because I know that there's like a perfect somebody. I'm just not sure who it is. Yeah. I mean, and we could have different people cast as God as well. Like, oh, that's, that is such a, a good idea. That's such a good idea. Like a different guy shows up and you have to act like it's the same dude every single time. Yes. <laughs> like sometimes it's a woman. Sometimes you're not really sure. Like <laughs> it's a woman that's very offended when you call them a woman too. <laughs> like, I am the Lord. Like, uh, <laughs> do not, do not mess with me. Like you, uh, okay. 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 Sure. Let's go with that. You want us to call us the, you want us to call you the many breasted one, but <laughs> you also want us to call you he, him. Okay. Uh, cool. 
Cool. Great. I mean, whatever. Let's do it. Let's let's do that. You're clearly already mad at us. Yes. So whatever you whatever. need. <laughs> um, yeah. So pretty wild. I mean, I think for Pharaoh, I mean, we got to go with Oscar Isaac because mm, yeah, the, the man is a Pharaoh. Like, yeah, that's true. What else are you gonna do? I like I try to picture somebody else, and it just it doesn't really work. The gravity of Oscar Isaac pulls me in. <laughs> like, <laughs> just can't can't oh, not do no. it. Yeah, I would love I would love it if yeah, if God like every time God shows up, it's just like a different person and there's like eight different people playing God. And it's like they know everything that's going on, right? Because it's this, it's just you show up in a different shape every time. And you're just very, yeah, very chaotic. It wouldn't even have to be chaotic evil. It's just like you just don't have your shit together. That's yeah. really all this is. Like Enneagram seven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, I, I think yeah. You know, lots God, of ADHD. Yeah, I yeah, I I think that both God and the devil are Enneagram sevens. I, <laughs> I'm, they're just busy boys. Yeah, just busy boys. We you know just you know very distracted. Always getting in people's shit for no reason. Oh, that is so funny. Okay, yeah. Now I'm like now I'm like trying to picture everybody that I want. I'm like I definitely want like. Definitely want like classic white guy Jesus broy, mm-hmm. like sure. like um, Jared Leto or something. I could see. Sure. Yep. Perfect. That's per like that. That would be a good jumping off point. I think Jared Leto for like the kind of introduction to God as like chaos agent. Yeah, <laughs> the messy, the messy uh-huh. bitch God. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love this so much. Somebody yeah. needs somebody needs to do this. This would yeah. be so funny. So who's and I think we yeah we should do the Ben Wyatt Moses still the I forget what the guy's actual name is but that like <laughs> like I'm, I'm trying trying to accomplish something here of delivering these people and Wait, I've listen. got Oscar Isaac blocking me and I've got to deal with this you know Jared Leto God <laughs> like, <laughs> who has multiple personalities. Who, 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 who told me they would help me and is being so unhelpful. <laughs> like, 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 oh, oh, you want us, you want me, you want me to deliver the people. Okay, well, let's, I'm going to make Pharaoh say no. <laughs> like, wait, why? What, what, why, 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 why would oh, you do that? So I can show like, my power. No, you, well, just, no, you, no. you just wait. <laughs> yes. You just wait. Yeah. You'll see. Give it a couple months of suffering. <laughs> and no. you'll, You'll want to follow me into the desert. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, watch. I can be, I can be, I can be a hurricane. <laughs> Why are you doing this? We don't, nobody needs this. Just, just, just send them back. <laughs> nobody asked for this. That's like, that's just like, that's just the frustration the entire time. It's like, God is just doing shit. Nobody asked for. Yeah. So, um, well, I hope you're, you know, if, I hope you're not driving and you're sufficiently buzzed at this point. <laughs> Don't drink and drive. Any uh, any final Ever, thoughts hours. before we close think... this messy got up? <laughs> I was gonna put the lid back on that one for yeah. Till next week, at yeah. least. Oh man, the Bible's a lot more fun when it's not when you're not taking it literally. That's all Absolutely. I got. I'm, I'm with you there. And probably less harmful. <laughs> More enjoyable, less harmful. Fewer people have died. An endless source of hilarity as well. <laughs> so, so this is uh, this is go home, Bobby. You're drunk. If you liked what you heard and you want to support the show, you can give us a five star review 
on any of the various podcasting platforms you may frequent. If you can't do that, you can always share this podcast with a friend. If you're like, hey, these people, they talk about God in funny ways that we enjoy. So you could definitely do that, share it. Uh, if you can support yes. us financially, we would definitely appreciate it. Uh, Patreon.com slash go home Bible. Uh, there are some patron benefits as well. I am Justin Gentry. You can find me on the socials at Justin D Gentry on Twitter, Justin.Gentry on Instagram. The podcast is also on Instagram and Twitter at go home Bible. Tori, where can the people find Yay. you if you want to be found? Depends on the week. I'm on Twitter at Tori Glass. Sometimes I'm on Instagram, not super often. But occasionally I will throw something up there. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's also at Tory Glass, pretty basic. I might respond to your DM. I might have anxiety that week and forget that you exist. So apologies ahead of time for I am also an agent of chaos, much yes. like the Lord. Yes. We were <laughs> you we never were, know. We were shaped and molded by the Lord. So <laughs> he made us this way. <laughs> we're sorry. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't choose this. Like no. This, this happened to us. We didn't choose the Lord life. The Lord oh God. life chose us. <laughs> oh, why? Why? Nobody asked for this. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Have a good week. And uh, Eight. Yeah. Yeah. See ya. We'll see you next week. Bye. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change. It's a podcast about seeking moral high ground. And it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know.